0: Hey there, welcome to Leading with Grace, the podcast for women going through separation and divorce. Here we get to dive into all the tools of coaching and what it means to navigate this time in your life with God. Thanks so much for coming. I'm so glad you're here. Alright everyone, welcome back to part 2 of 2 with Elisa Fucci. And I hope that you have had a chance to listen to the first episode. I think it's episode seven, um, where she talks about her journey, about how she became a relationship and a connectivity coach. And I said at the end that there was one other aspect of her story I really wanted to tackle and talk about. And we ran out of time. So that's what this session this uh session <laughs> This episode is going to be about. And if you aren't already following her, I hope that you are. And there was a very specific Instagram post that she did on October 12th that really caught my attention. And it caught my attention because of how vulnerable she was compared to so many of her other posts. And it really shared with the world, with her followers, with the universe, the one thing that she had been really struggling with. And I can tell that as she was really unfolding her struggles and her history with depression and anxiety, that she was beginning to really connect and have a relationship with this part of herself. And that I think that there is some wisdom to this process. And I wanted her to get on here and to talk more about this in detail as to how this is shaping her as a coach, as a woman, as a mother, as a wife, as another human being on this planet, but more than anything, as a coach, who can help you to connect with that part of yourself that you are wanting to put aside and hide and not acknowledge? And what is the magic to really facing that struggle? that you're having. So, before we got on to um to recording this call, I asked Elisa why she wanted to do this because it could be so easy to just go back into the closet and not talk about it, right Elisa? And so I want yes. so I feel like we need to begin there is to what is your why? Like what is the purpose and hope that you are wanting to achieve and you want your listeners to achieve? And listening to this part of your story.
1: Well, thank you for having me again, Hio. I'm so excited to share this. I really am. Um, And as you were saying it, like I started tearing up (laughs) because it brought back all those um, tender um, emotions, as I recall, like starting this process of loving myself The reason why I wanted to share that and I debated sharing it and it took me a good what, like a month or two to share this experience. I came to the realization of what I was doing, which was I was hiding my imperfections from my followers, from everybody, really, because I was. I, I was making those imperfections, make, I was making them mean that I was less than, that I was broken, that I was not good enough, that I was not like everyone else. And I thought, I'm a coach. I, I can't have this. I can't have depression. I can't have anxiety. I can't show this to the world. I can't show people that I'm struggling with suicidal thoughts. I can't. That's no. I can't do that. And every time I would get down, I would get and get really depressed I would beat myself up for having this experience, for having this type of thoughts, because I have such high expectations for myself, even before I was a coach. Okay. And now that I'm a coach, my expectations on myself go even higher because I have the tools I should, and I'm doing like the parentheses, like I'm, I should be able to manage this. And I haven't. (laughs) The realization is that I haven't been able to manage my depression and my anxiety. And for me to share this, it was letting women know it's okay. When you start loving your brokenness, that's when you start healing. That's when you find unconditional love for yourself. And that is where the magic happens. Being able to love yourself in those broken pieces, when you're on the floor and you are broken, that's beautiful. That is where you can rebuild yourself into who you want to be and really embracing everything and the challenges become a lot easier when you love all of you. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to share that experience.
0: Thank you so much for wanting to, to put yourself out there because you want everyone, especially our listeners and our women to, to get to the place where they begin to see acknowledge and love their brokenness and to mo- not make that mean they are less than, or they're unlovable or they're not worthy. And so with Elisa's permission, I want to share just how I got to know a little bit about um, this part of her. And we were talking by Zoom, and um, she brought up a concern, and I asked her if she wanted to get coached on this. And she said yes. And <laughs> I don't know. do you do you remember that call? <laughs>
1: Oh yeah. It. oh, yeah. Do.
0: Oh, yeah. It was an intense, <laughs> intense call. It but was. I do have to say that it was seriously like that call was meant to happen. We were meant to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. And so I want to kind of have you step back at that time and just share how you were not acknowledging this part of you. Like, how was that coming out um, in your actions or thoughts or feelings? that you were trying to pretend this broken part of you didn't exist?
1: So I was... I was telling myself, and I'm looking at the notes I wrote down right before I, like right after we talked, because I wanted it to stay fresh. I wanted like those thoughts and everything that was coming out. I wanted it to be there, to stay here, to show me, oh my gosh, this is where you were. For me, it was like the thoughts where you are broken, you are less than, you must be doing something wrong. It was like, it was like a voice that was like, all I can think of was like hideous. Like I saw myself as like a hideous creature. That's all I can think of. And it's just, it was like, why is this a problem for me? I shouldn't be having this problem. And it, it was like questioning myself, questioning, like, and really beating myself up for having these emotions because I shouldn't be doing this. Like I had that in my head and I should be doing something better. I was comparing myself obviously to other women. And in that comparison, I was just hating myself, hating myself in that moment with the depression, with these Mm. thoughts that I was having about myself. And I knew they were coming from my depression And I felt like I couldn't do anything about it because oh, I'm depressed. And when I'm depressed, I I lose control over my myself. That's like that's always my like my belief. So that's kind of where I was as we were we started talking.
0: Yeah. And so when you were in this state before you took that leap of vulnerability to look into it, so before doing that. How would you manage it? How would you handle your depression and when it would come?
1: So it's since I started life coaching, it's been a lot better. I've struggled with severe depression since I was 15. That's when I was diagnosed. I didn't start taking medication up until probably 13 years ago. And it it was horrible. The whole process was horrible. Like, I mean, the side effects were... A nightmare for me but yeah. I thought it's this or something worse <laughs> you know so I was like I kept taking the medication and after years they stopped working and I'm sure people that are suffering from depression and anxiety can relate this is yeah. like a process that you go through the the medication stops working your body gets used to it and you up the dosage and guess what more side effects come in and then you it works for a little bit and then it stops working and then you have to switch again and try a new one and then it's just a cycle. But then when I found life coaching, depression became a little bit more manageable because I was more on top of my emotions and my thoughts. So it became where I didn't need to be numbed by the medication. Because that's how I felt. I felt like the medication kind of numbed me and kept me <coughs> in this level of like constant, like eh, not content, but just eh. That's kind of what I, how I would yeah. say it. I was like, that's not living. And now that I know how to manage my emotions and my thoughts, and I I think I can handle it. And I stopped taking medication. That was about six months ago, and I noticed that it, I like every time I would get depressed. I was able to handle it, handling it, meaning that when I was depressed, I allowed myself to be depressed. I was like, okay, yep, it's coming. Okay. It's that the time that when I'm getting depressed, I'm just going to slow down, not take like, just slow down on work on things that I need to do. And just allow myself to be in bed if I need to. But as My business started coming and, you know, like I started doing more things with my business. I stopped doing that for myself. I stopped allowing myself to feel the emotions. And so whenever I did have those moments, I would fight them and resist them and not allow them to live there. Like I was like, no, I can't afford to be down. I have a business to run. My kids are okay. They already know, oh, mom is depressed. That's their life. They know when I'm depressed, they know what they they need to do to step up. My husband does as well. So they're used to it. My business doesn't know that. Yeah. (laughs) My clients don't know (laughs) that I'm depressed. Like I can't afford that. So like I was trying to resist it. That's kind of where I was, how I was handling it before.
0: What then happened where you realized that you weren't looking at this part of yourself and that you needed to look at this part? Like, where was that tipping point for you?
1: I think it was when you asked me, What's the worst that can happen? So what? Like, so what if you what if you were to love this part of yourself and I rejected that? Like the first thing was like, ew. That's all I could think about. Like, you. I remember how dare it. you. How dare you ask me to love this? This is a mistake. This is there's something wrong with me. So how yeah. are you telling me to love something that has made my life miserable? That yeah. has delayed everything. Like I, I was I was angry that you were asking me that. I was like, wait, are you serious? She's asking me to love myself, man? <laughs> yep, that was me. <laughs> and you're like what if what if so what like you kept asking and digging and digging and I was like okay I went past that rejection yeah and I was like oh and I think you mentioned like what if you could love yourself in that moment and that was it that was Mm -hmm. a tipping moment because I've done a lot of therapy where you like inner child healing. And yeah. I was able to, the moment you said that, what if you were to love yourself in those moments? I, w- I was able to take myself in that dark moment where I'm in the car, let's say, or I'm cuddled in on the floor and I can't move. I'm so much pain emotionally and physically because depression does that to you. And you are just, it's the end of the world for you. You're in this dark place and there's no hope, no hope. You have no emotions. You can't feel pain. You can't feel sadness, nothing. And you're in this place. And I found myself, like I saw myself there cuddled, like in a fetal position. And I was able to go to her. I was able to Run to her and hug her and be like, you're going to make it tomorrow. You're going to be okay. I know today sucks and you think it's impossible to get out of this, but tomorrow you're going to be okay. You're going to have people that are going to show up in the right moment and say the right thing and pray for you. And you're going to make it all right. You're going to just jump up and everything is going to be back as it used to be. And I was able to hug her, like really, and just love her. And I was like, yes, I can love myself when I'm in those dark moments. I can love my brokenness because if I can't do that, who can? I can't leave her alone. I can't leave that part of myself alone. I've done that too many years for too long. I am done. I am done leaving her behind. She's part of me, and so she's coming along. <laughs> she's coming along with, the, with me I through love this ride. It.
0: I love it. And I remember, like, on last week's episode, you said you were done being victim.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now you're saying, I'm done leaving her alone. And so ever since then, like, what's changing now? What's shifting in you? What's going on inside? Because the depression is still there. So, oh, yeah. So what now?
1: So for me, what it really changed now, how I see depression, how Mm -hmm. I see myself, the love for myself changed. It was no longer, I love you when you perform at your best, which is what we usually do, right? If we don't meet these goals, we don't love ourselves. If we are not this type of mom, if we are not this type of wife, if we are not this type of employee, oh, You bet we're going to shame ourselves. You bet we're going to go into this like self-destructive and and self-sabotaging mode. You you bet we're going to do that. But at that moment, when I was able to see myself and love my depression at my darkest moment, that part of me that was on the floor, all broken, when I was able to love that, I There was something in me, like the love inside me radiated and was, I was able to just love it, love it. And for the first time in 38 years, I was able to say, I love being depressed and I know that I'm going to make it next time I'm depressed. Next time I have suicidal thoughts, I know I'm going to be okay the next day. I have the tools and I'm going to survive it and I'm okay. And it will be okay. I can do this. It is okay. Like I no longer saw that as a way to shame myself or to hate myself. It just became part of me. I realized that when I was resisting it, Mm -hmm. resisting the depression and the anxiety and resisting sharing that with the world, I was not showing up as myself. I was not loving myself unconditionally. And if you can't love yourself unconditionally, you cannot love others unconditionally. You cannot really receive the love from others because how you treat yourself is how you will receive and how others will treat you. Um, so it's just, it, it was a click, a switch for me where I was like, I I love it. And I'm okay. I'm okay if depression looks like It'll be there for the rest of my life where, okay, I would never have said this two months ago, ever. This is huge. (laughs) Uh, But I was like, it's okay. I'm okay. I'm okay seeing that maybe this is something that's part of my journey. That's part of who I'm going to always be. Oh, well, I know how to handle it. And I will, I always make it. Every time it seems like I can't make it, I make it. So I will make it for the rest of my life. <laughs> um that is so that's kind of amazing. what
0: shifted. I love that just shocked me when you said that you love depression. <laughs> you yeah. love the depression side of you. Like to, yeah. for you to say that I could feel the love, not only can I feel the love, but I actually see it as I am talking to you. It's like you're just radiating. You're radiating this joy for the depression. All right. okay I'm just I just need to take a breather now because this is kind of <laughs> blowing my mind. <laughs> uh, but ever since you came to like feel this transformative love for yourself what is now changing what's changing in your business what is changing in your relationship now how how has this impacted and been a domino effect in all areas of your life
1: Um so far I haven't had times where I've been depressed and if I am I know it's not as bad I manage it and I'm okay in my business I am able to show up differently I'm able to just be like hey this is like I did that video where I was like it was scary I'm not gonna lie it was scary to put that out there for everyone to see it for everyone to know that I suffer from depression and uh, I, yeah, I'm a coach, but I may have suicidal thoughts sometimes and I may get really low. It was very vulnerable for me to do that, but I was like, no, I'm okay with it. Um, So I've been able to open up more about who I am. So how I show up, I'm okay sharing the real me. I'm, I'm able to be more compassionate towards myself, celebrate yeah. myself more. Um, and I think just knowing that I'm able to do this has changed the, the, the type of post I put out because I want to meet, make sure that women know that when they love their imperfections, that's when really you become perfect. <laughs> uh, it's loving all of you. Because when we love all of us, like everything about us, we can love ourselves the way God loves us and we become perfected through his love and we get to see ourselves. Yeah, we're imperfect because that's the way it's supposed to be in this lifestyle, lifetime. Uh, Having the negative and the positive and having that balance. So just that's kind of how it has changed and I am I am no longer like ashamed of saying yeah I suffer from depression and I mean I've said it before but I think in the back of my head I was like watch out who you say it to and don't say it too like too loud you know like uh." um now it's like I'm more open about it and I'm hoping that as I do more women will understand that it's okay um that when you really love your imperfections, your anxieties, like that moment when you're, you're having a panic attack, when you stop working, when you stop functioning, loving yourself in those moments is what really will allow you to survive those moments and to make those moments more bearable, more manageable. So I think it has, that's, how it has shifted for me, the things in my life, as I started loving that part of me.
0: I love that. I love how you bring it back to God and just acknowledging that his immense love for you and you mm-hmm. finally opening up to the perfection and the perfectness of that love. And so there's going to be so many women listening to this and they are secretly suffering from depression and they're secretly hating themselves they're secretly shaming themselves on the inside and they're in so much pain but on the outside they it seems so perfect what would you what would you say to them
1: let's normalize imperfection let's normalize brokenness Because the more we show people that we are broken, that we are all the same, that we are all struggling, that we are not perfect, the less time we're going to be trying and spending money and energy on trying to become perfect, on showing people this perfect image that is so unrealistic and so unsustainable that always leads to a downfall because it it, it, we can't sustain that the perfection doesn't exist in this world it doesn't and that's something that also came as I was processing all this uh, something that came to me is like all these people are trying to search perfection and spending so much money on perfection on their bodies on their house on their kids on the family on the what they wear everything is like spending money just to reach this unattainable perfection. Really, what they don't know is that the more we normalize imperfection, the more we get to love being imperfect, become more loving beings. And when we are when we love ourselves, that love pours out to others. And people want to know, hey, what's going on? What's changed about you? You glow, you're different. And they want to know. And and you share that love and you and and it's just it's in like infectious for other people to see how you love yourself and how you show up just like as you are. Um, so I love just yeah, normalizing imperfection and being broken. Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) and what came to me when you were saying all of this is that the normal and i'm putting it in air quotes is and i'm not i'm not a a professional and an expert on depression so i'm just going to make sure that i verbally like have that disclaimer out there but it seems like You go to counselors or therapists or psychiatrists or your doctor to manage or somehow get rid of the depression. But what you're saying is, what if we just began to embrace it as part of us and not manage it or to hide it or to diminish it? But you're saying, how can we embrace this? So the thought came to me was, what if? We began to change the narrative from help me how to manage and get rid of my depression to help me how to love the part of me that is depressed. Like that would be a completely different conversation in a therapy setting, in a counselor setting. And clearly with you as a life coach, that would be your conversation with a client who's going through this is help me to love this part of me. But even saying that seems so against the grain. All right. So all <laughs> yeah, right like we're, we're not saying we're not saying to not not management. Yeah. But what we're saying is what if we change the conversation to how do we love ourselves? Mhm. Okay. And that feels and seems so unknown because it's not easy like taking a pill and i'm not saying you don't take the pill i'm not saying that people so don't don't start sending me hate mail <laughs> i mean you can if you want that's totally fine <laughs> but if we were to pair that to how can i love this part of me and so thinking of many women out there saying no i can't love this part of me
1: so i love that with why not and why not? <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? What's and I'm just worst? borrowing all those things from you, heal. <laughs> this is everything you asked me. Like you were asking me, why not? What's the worst that could happen? Like, why aren't you willing to embrace that part of you? Yeah. And what that does, it 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 and it triggers all these beliefs that you have about depression. It, trigger, it It brings afloat all these beliefs that you have about yourself when you're going through depression and you get to see and say, wait a minute, do I really want to hold on to this? Because for yes. me, it was like the beliefs were like, oh, I'm less than I can't love myself. I can't. Why? Because that's not OK. Depression yeah. is not OK. Anxiety is not OK. It slows me down. No. It, it, it's like a cloud above me. Why would I love having a cloud that rains constantly on me? Seriously? Like, <laughs> but it was like, but it's just, that's what I was, the thoughts that were that were coming up. So as you ask yourself these questions, so you get to see, wait, that does is that helping me? And again, what you resist persists. So if you're resisting, going through, loving this, condition that you may have for the rest of your life it may be temporary but you may have it for the rest of your life you may be triggered every few months like I am and have to go through this dips but the moment you start loving yourself through those moments and know that you're gonna make it all right you you will you always have you always will um that is so good
0: Yes, it does. And it does change the internal narrative of, I don't want this part of myself. I hate this part of myself, which just adds to the cycle. You know, it just from adds more to the to cycle. Yes, From victim That's
1: to creator.
0: Yes, from victim to creator. That's yeah. it. And that is a narrative, isn't it? Of when we are resisting, we are resisting from victim mentality versus, no, how what can I create from this place of loving my depression? So I want to know, what is your ideal creation? Like, what is it now you want to create? I mean, you have this love, you're embracing depression. You're saying you love depression, which is totally against the grain. (laughs) Who is saying that? (laughs) Seriously, who is saying that? (laughs) So you're in this beautiful space of self-acceptance and transformative love. I'm curious to know what... Is your ideal that you want to create now for yourself and for the rest of of all the women on this on this planet?
1: I want to truly become unstoppable by having the depression come along with me. Instead yeah. of like every time I'm depressed, it would take me like three steps back. Mm-hmm. I want I'm like depression, come along. Come on, let's go. Hold my hand. We're going, we're doing this together now. <laughs> and not allowing it to stop me because now I'm embracing it. We're walking hand in hand, depression, anxiety here, let's go. Let's do this. And I think that's what makes me I, I my ideal would be that to just be able to go through the ups and downs and just bear it and just like not bear it, but like really continue to love myself through those moments and I'm out all right. And i be able to um, show women that, like you said, a different story, <laughs> a different narrative on depression and anxiety and ADHD, you know, like all these things, just like start loving those. And really those things don't define you. They mm. are just part of your body of this yeah. experience that comes with being in this body of yours yeah. that comes with your dna with your background but it does not define you it is not you this is just temporary and it does not need to define you i no longer tell myself like like define myself as a depressive person it's mm-hmm. just yeah sometimes i have depression
0: but yeah. it's
1: not who i am It's just part of like, my identity is not a depressed person. I am full of love and I'm happy and I'm outgoing. But sometimes my body is telling me, hey, Lisa, you're going through depression right now. Slow down. So my ideal is being able to, Connect those two, the body and the spirit, and be able to be okay. And we know that sometimes the body wins the battle, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes the spirit does. Sometimes you're like your your inherent identity wins the battle, and you're like yeah. you're unstoppable, and you're like yes, I can do this. And sometimes your body's like, hello, you have an imperfect body here. You need to slow down. You're really not a superwoman. Okay, <laughs> it's just finding that balance for me. This whole experience has taught me to find that balance, to love this body and not look at it as a way of slowing me down. Yeah. or defining my myself by this body and what the imperfections that come with this body. And as I age, there's things that are going to stop working properly. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, that's <laughs> the way it goes. And I hate it because I love doing CrossFit and I don't like slowing down. But I have learned that, yeah, as I get older, things are going to like slow down. My body's not going to be able to catch up with my spirit. And it's yes. just- Marrying those two together and balancing the spirit, like your inherent potential, your future self, whatever you want to call it, perfect body that has the, you know, has the will sometimes, (laughs) you know? Yes. Um, So it's that. That's my ideal.
0: Oh, I love that. And I love how you are intentionally marrying physical ailments of our bodies, whatever they are, right? And, but you're bringing the spiritual aspect of it. You're bringing the inherent identity of it. And so I don't remember if we, if I mentioned it in the, um, in the previous podcast, but Lisa and I are both in the same business coaching program with Tyson Bradley and his platform is all about inherent identity. And so if you want to know more about his program, if you want to know his tools, go find him he's i think he's Tyson Bradley coaching and sign up for his free stuff he's got a lot of great content and a lot of great value in his podcast and so we've been so fortunate to be mm-hmm. doing this work together right and so can you give us a glimpse of what you mean by inherent identity to our listeners and what you have found your and and how you how you describe your inherent identity
1: Yeah. So for me, my inherent identity is who I was always born to be. I believe Mm -hmm. inside our bodies, what gives life to our bodies is a spirit, our soul. And that spirit, that soul is thousands of years old. It lived before we came here and had a body. And I think I believe that it's wise. It's full of love. It knows exactly what I need to do. I believe that's what when we hear, like when we have our intuition or the, the gut feeling or that sixth sense, I believe that's your soul, your spirit, the one that's thousands of years old. I believe that's the one talking to you. My goal has been recently to get to know her people like to call that version of themselves, their future self. And, and they like to see them outside of themselves. For me, that doesn't work. I don't, I can't see the future. Like I have a hard time. If you're anything like me and you were not raised to think and dream big yeah. seeing your your future self is hard. So for me, it, i can't see that i can't see myself outside of me and be like yes she does amazing what is she going to teach me i can't do that i have to believe that i'm already mm. her i just forgot because i was raised in an imperfect home and i was giving all these labels and i went through this life where i fell and tumbled and made all and have all these wounds and bruises so, my recent journey has been removing all these labels that have been stuck to me, like stickers. Yeah, I'm yeah. not this. I'm not that. <laughs> oh, you're not a morning person. Wait, who said that? Nope, that's not me. No, like removing every sticker that doesn't yeah. belong. By asking my inherent identity, by asking myself, my soul, my heart, who am I really? And letting her teach me, yeah, you are actually love. You are actually a morning person. You are a good mom. You are a kind, loving, and patient mom. My whole life, I thought I was super impatient. Like, I thought that was the hardest thing for me to accomplish. I thought, yeah, God, why did you give me kids? I am so impatient. I cannot, like, <laughs> I thought that was, and now I'm like, no, I am a patient, kind and loving mom. I know that without a shadow of a doubt. So for me, it's like this process has been of removing all those labels, healing the wounds that kept me like triggered yeah. And really going back, no, this wound, this broken arm, that's not you. You're not handicapped. Okay. You may have those wounds. You may have that, like, but that's not really you. It's just part of this experience. But the real you is this. I I my spirit told me that I was like a best-selling book author. And I was like, you're yeah, right yeah right. I English is the seg- my second language. I don't even know how to put together a sentence without <laughs> making mistakes. My kids make fun of me all the time. Mom, that doesn't make sense you <laughs> you spelled gosh. that wrong. they cop like they read my copy <laughs> on all my posts like on Instagram and they're like, you made a put you made it like a typo. you did that doesn't make sense all the time because oh my the- they were born here so they know English better than me. So here I am. My spirit is telling me you are a best selling book author. And I'm like, are you crazy? But I was like, nope, this is who I am. So if this is who I am, yeah. I'm going to take action from that place. Guess what? Yeah. A few months later, I am an Amazon best selling book author now. Yes. So I am. So <laughs> and that's how it is, guys. And that's how it's done. <laughs>
0: That's so amazing. And I'm getting a glimpse of what clients can experience when they hire you as their coach, is they get to go through this transformative experience of self-love oh, yeah. and self-enfolding of mm-hmm. the many parts of you. And you, you've you been there, so you can hold space for all of it and love them unconditionally before they even can, right?
1: I, yes. And I have, I'm going to tell you a little secret. Yeah, I have a thing with, I have a little gift. There's like spiritual gift that when I have clients, I'm able to see their potential. Mm. I'm able to see a little glimpse of what they're capable of. So yes. whenever they give me their, I can't do this. I'm like, yeah, you can. I already saw it. Okay. So I have no doubt. So I hold (laughs) your belief until you're ready to believe in yourself. I tell, like I'm able to tell you, I know that you're going to be successful. I know that this is going to work out. I know you're going to find that perfect man for you. And as things happen for them, they're like, Oh my my gosh, I'm like, I knew it's. That's what you get to have when I coach you. I get to help you through the whole process and hold that belief for you until you're ready to do it on your own and ready to be like, okay, I believe, I believe. But at first it's like, Elisa's crazy. okay, (laughs) But I'm going to do it because she believes in me, right? Yes. (laughs) Because if someone believes in you, you do it. And at first it's borrowed faith, right? And it then is. until you, you gain that strength and that belief and trust in yourself, which is all through my coaching and, and, um, through my worksheets and workbooks and all that, and all the techniques that I have that allow you to start exercising that self-love self-trust mm. and, and really making yourself vulnerable again and allowing yourself to feel fear and that's Okay. And that's actually good because it means change and growth. So yeah, that's kind of what I
0: I love that. (laughs) And the thing is, is that you've already gone through that. You've already walked that bridge of fear (laughs) and looking at things and growth. Like you've walked that walk. So it's not like you're just talking it. It's like, no, no, I breathe it and
1: eat it for lunch
0: every single day. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. And I'm just thinking, Badass coach. <laughs> who doesn't want a badass coach,
1: right? Come that's on. why my membership is called the Badass Fearless Female Club because I'm yes. like that's who I am. You want to be like me? Join uh-huh. my club. Oh, there my you gosh.
0: go. Easy. I this. <laughs> okay, I have had. Okay, so I have to share with you one insight as we've been talking and I'm just conversing with Elisa and I know that you can't see her, but I can see her and she's just like, I don't think she stopped smiling. Have you stopped smiling? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't think you have. And it's no, so interesting I because I know it's so fun. And what's so interesting is we did, we began talking about depression and anxiety. All right. And yet throughout the whole time, and I want you all that are listening to trust me when I say that she has not stopped smiling. She has not. Even when she was talking about those really hard times, like she has not stopped smiling. That's insane for me because depression, you're going to think this is going to be a really depressing, really downer of an episode. And it hasn't been like, I can't stop the energy from like flowing out. There's so (laughs) much just joyful energy from all of this. And so- I know that last episode I had you share with all the listeners like where they can find you, but I'm going to have you do it again. You know, if there is, if you are listening to this and you are struggling with loving all the parts of you and there is a part of you that's in a box at the corner of your closet that has cobwebs on it and dust and you are feeling the pull to open that box up and start unpacking it. I want you to book a call with Elisa. I want you to talk to her, knowing that she is a safe person, that she already loves you, and that she has this amazing, powerful spiritual gift of foresight that can see and does see what you are capable of. If this is you, I want you to find her. Today, like right now, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. So Lisa, where can they find you?
1: Thank you for that. I'm tearing up. (laughs) (laughs) And
0: she's still smiling, you guys.
1: (laughs) Yes, because it's just like, this is what I love. This is what my heart just calls for. This is what, this is my purpose to help women um, break through those cycles that they've been repeating where they lose themselves, they lose their identity, and they just can't say no. And they keep like trying and then they they fall back into the same cycle where it's they they're just on autopilot because I was there. I know. Um so I my goal is to help women heal and reconnect with themselves. Find their true identity. Find their voice within. Mm-hmm. I had to do that. I had to go through that process. So I want to help you so you can find that voice within that will always guide you, that will always tell you where to go and lead you to love and the path of least resistance where you will grow and be and have everything you want, really, Um But that's that's my goal. And people can find me by going to Instagram at Elisa, E-L-I-S-A underscore Fucci, F-U-C-C-I underscore coaching or Elisa Fucci coaching and on Facebook as well. And they can click on the link in my bio You can get my book, Unleash Her, which is an amazing book where I share how I went from victimhood to creating my life, co-creating my life with God. And it's not just me. It's actually 29 other women sharing their stories. It is amazing. You have anything from like domestic violence and and overcoming that from the loss of a baby, from the loss of... There has been cancer survival. It's just amazing. One story after the other. And it's the tools of each of those women and how they overcame it. So it's an amazing book. And um, you can find that book on my link tree, which is again on the link on my bio. You can schedule an appointment to chat with me. Or you can, if you're afraid of doing that, you can join my. That has Fearless Female Club or yes. FF Club, where <laughs> I offer workshops, worksheets, and coaching every month. And it's just like to get your foot into changing your life and transforming your relationships, starting with the relationship you have with yourself. I that love out. that.
0: All right. So before we end, is there anything else that you want to share? I know that you were, you were saying that you wrote down a whole bunch of notes after our coaching call. Is there anything from there or anything that comes up to your mind or from your inner wisdom that you want to share before we end?
1: Um, I'm just trying to like, I'm going back through it. And I think something that I, the conversation that I had with Christ, I'll share that with you guys. Um, as I was healing and accepting myself in, the, in that moment after our call, he just like something that he mentioned was like, embrace the negative and the positive, just like good and evil need to exist to feel happiness and progress. So it is with you. So start embracing the negative and the positive aspects of yourself so you can become perfect because that's how it is loving your imperfections makes you perfect.
0: Wow. Thank you so much for those beautiful words um, of wisdom and for sharing that really sacred part of you. And I want to thank all my listeners for coming on and continuing to listen to this podcast. And I hope that you will go and to start following Elisa and to be able to really embrace the value that she has to offer to each one of you. And Again, thank you so much, and I will see you all next time. Bye. Thank you so much for coming. If you want to learn more about how to confidently navigate your separation and divorce, subscribe to this podcast and get on my email list at heonorthcoaching.com. That's H-Y-O-N-O-R-T-H coaching.com. All links will be found in the show notes. Until next time, take care.